All right. We are back on a special Thursday night, Thursday evening, I guess, episode of the Zoo and Goo podcast. How yep. you doing? Yep. All right. I'm doing good. That's good to hear, Zoo. Good to hear. All right. Let's get right into it with the MLB playoffs. Let's go to our MLB specialist, Zoo. How are they looking so far? All right. So the Dodgers took game one of the World Series, but then the Rays fought back last night in game two. So today's today's a rest day. And uh, game three will be on Friday, I believe. Who do you got winning the winning the series? Uh, I think the Dodgers will win the series just purely based off of their offensive output. They have much better offense than the Rays. But we'll see. Yeah, don't they have, like, then they spend a whole lot more money than the Rays did on their whole team? Yeah, so the deal is that the Rays, the Rays built their team with a bunch of, like, I guess a band of misfit toys that, you don't. You probably wouldn't want to sign, but they were able to make it work. So, yeah, it's good to hear. That's good to hear. All right, let's go right into football. Since it is Thursday, these games did happen a while ago, but we can still talk about them. First game is the Patriots Broncos game. I know that you didn't watch very much, and I watched uh, parts of it on Red Zone, but it did not look good for the Patriots. They only practiced three times because of all the coronavirus stuff, but still. Only putting up one touchdown and losing the Broncos at home is not a good look. Yeah, I would say, uh, I would say, I did not expect Cam to play that poorly at all. Uh, I thought that he was going to play a lot better coming off of a nice long break for him, but I guess we'll see. We'll see if this trend continues. If he continues to play poorly, maybe defensive, maybe defenses have figured him out. But you got to remember, I mean, the Broncos are not a bad team. I mean, I think if you take out their injuries, then they could be a wild card team. So you got to remember that the Broncos are not bad. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think they're just one wide receiver away from being a semi-decent offense. Uh, Edelman with the drops. Harry's not getting off the edge. Hopefully they can clean that up against a weaker 49ers defense this weekend. All right. Moving right on to the Cowboys. Getting absolutely destroyed by the Cardinals. Kyler Murray only completed nine passes the whole game, threw for almost 200 yards, and their running game pretty much dismantled this Cowboys defense. Yeah, I got to say, there were a couple of questionable calls in the Cardinals' favor, but, I mean, there was still a blowout, so you can't just blame the refs. And at this point, I don't know if it's coaching on the Cowboys' part, but you let someone who, in Kenyon Drake, who really, I mean, he's a very, he's a good running back. I'm not going to say he's not a good running back. But he has not played well at all this year, and you let him run all over you. So I feel like there's no excuse with all the talent that you have. You still have good talent on the defensive side. So you shouldn't be, what are they, they're like 28th in defense. Like, you should be a lot better in defense than that. I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. Cowboys just aren't aren't picking it up. They have an easier game this week against Washington. But to be honest, I don't know any of the NFC games are going to go. I, I think they could win the division going 5-11. Who knows? Who knows? All right, next game, Bills game. We The Bills actually played two games since we last talked, and they lost both of them. But against one to the both teams that are very good, the Titans and the Chiefs. Um, how do you feel about the Bills going forward? Well, I don't take – I didn't take too much out of the uh... – out of the Chiefs' loss, you know, out of the loss to the Chiefs because it was raining um, and it was just poor weather. But I do feel like the defense has got to play better. 
Um, so the defense definitely have to play better, but I I won't I won't um, hurt on or hate on Josh Allen too much for his performance in these last two games. But it's definitely something that if it happens again, you gotta you gotta worry about if you're a Bills fan. Yeah, uh, definitely the defense has to pick it up. The defense, which kind of carried them last year, has been non-existent this year. I don't think any running back ran or a whole team ran for 250 yards against the defense last year, and they did. The Chiefs did it last week, who don't who don't necessarily have the strongest running backs, like backfield. Well, now they do with Le'Veon Bell, but it was really uh, it was a Clyde and Damian Williams. It was a pretty me- – I wouldn't say it was a mediocre, but it's only a slightly above average backfield. Yeah, it's not it's not one of those like stout backfields. So that is definitely uh, a point where you want to worry if you're a Bills fan. But otherwise, I mean, they're still four and two, still leading the division, and there's nothing else you can really say about that. Yeah, it's definitely not time to push the panic button quite yet. Then the Dolphins game, they came off a shutout win against the Jets, and they just announced that after their bye week this week, they will be starting to a tongue of Ilo. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think I feel like that was definitely the right time to put Tua in. And I know Fitzmagic has played really well this year, and he truly has been Fitzmagic. But at some point, you got to take the next jump into, I mean, can this team truly contend? And I don't think they can truly contend, but they can definitely make a playoffs. And if you can, if you're in the playoff hunt with Fitzmagic, I think you can be in the playoff hunt with Tua. And so I'm very excited to see what Tua brings to the table. Yeah, uh, I thought they should have kept rolling with Fitzmagic just for a little bit longer because he, he hasn't really done anything wrong. Usually what happens to him is he plays like four really good games and then he like backs off. But this year, it's, it's like at least extended to six games. So, I mean, I, I would have kept rolling with the hot hand until he started to fade away. But three and three for the Dolphins starting off a very young team, I think that's a perfectly good start for them and good for moving forward. And uh, also, uh, Titans game, Titans-Texans. Titans came up with another win. They're looking very strong, and it's probably like the number one team in the NFL right now. Uh, how do you feel about them? Uh, I think they definitely have, like, like when you think of high-powered offenses and, like, offensive duos, nobody ever says Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are up there. But if you look at the numbers, Ryan Tannehill, in some, in some statistics, has been better than Mahomes. And Derrick Henry is by far and I'm going to say this, by far the best pure running back in the league. Now, you can, you can go with McCaffrey because he's also a receiver, but if you're going to run an offense where you need a pure running back, Derrick Henry is your guy, and, I mean, he just popped off, what, 40 fantasy points. He had over 200 yards. I mean, that's just an insane game, and I'm, I'm truly buying into this Titans hype, and so I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, really, really took off here. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry is definitely he's definitely proved himself. Everyone already knew he was a force, but I mean, if they keep him in the passing game, he's going to be really hard to stop. They also have McKinney, I think, is their backup running back, who is also very explosive. He's not necessarily as big or like as like strong as Derrick Henry. He's still perfectly good RB two. So that RB backfield is very very dominant, and uh, Ryan Tannehill has really uh, emerged as one of the one of the and the Patriots' former players slash coaches have really emerged as some top coaches in the NFL. Yeah, uh, you also got to talk about the offensive line real quick. So the only so the the Titans' offensive line is very good, but they did lose Taylor Lewan. I don't know how that will affect them. Even I mean, no, I know Taylor Lewan is very good, 
But let's see if they have some depth in the offensive line. Maybe they go out and make a trade at the deadline. I'm not sure. Well, they also play a very stout Steelers defense with no Lawan. Is definitely going to make it harder for Henry to run and probably set up their offense. So we'll see how that game goes yeah. this week. Uh, the final game we'll talk about is the Steelers game. Uh, they actually dismantled the Browns. Baker was injured or got benched. No one really knows. But they actually got destroyed. Uh, how do you feel about the Steelers moving forward? I think the Steelers are truly an elite team. Uh, they, I mean, you look at the passing game. I mean, let's just not let's not talk about um, James Conner for a second. Let's talk about the passing game because they have truly, truly went from a mediocre pass offense to a pretty elite pass offense in a very quick span. Like you have Juju, so most of the defense is focused on Juju and trying to stop his explosive play um ability and then you have claypool you can't it's hard to stop both of them and then you have washington the third wide receiver just very good and then ebron's a hell of a tight end and you got james connor in the backfield it's just pretty explosive offense and then you can talk all you want about the defense the defense is amazing yeah big men has been a real surprise this year i really thought he wouldn't make any mistakes but i guess that year off has really cleansed him into a different quarterback he's not making any mistakes really Claypool has turned into a young Megatron with his size and speed. I'm not going to call him Megatron yet because he's only played like six games. But he's definitely, he's definitely turning as a bright talent for that Steelers offense. All right. Uh, continuing on, there were some COVID cases, but nothing too major this week to cancel any games. And I haven't really heard anything about that ever since I think Saturday was the last case, reported at least. Um, if they can keep this up, I think the season will probably maybe last 16 games. I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. It also depends if they choose to do a bubble for the postseason. I, I don't know if they will, but if they do, that, that might be able to help things with getting the season finished. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they'll do a bubble. I thought I heard Aaron Rodgers talk about bubble, and he said players probably would not like that, but I'm not sure if it's really up to the players. It's more of a business thing. So we'll see if that happens later down the season. All right. Well, we would talk about waiver wire pickups, but waiver wire pickups is more of a Thursday thing. But there has been some news about Des Bryant and Antonio Brown uh, getting signed or returning to the league. How do you feel with that? Uh, I would definitely, I would definitely stash Antonio Brown. Um, I, I mean, I picked up Des Bryant just sort of as a joke. Like I'm probably not going to play him. I don't know if I don't know if he'll ever see the field again, but. The report is that he's expected to sign with the Ravens, so that would be interesting. And then A.B. is supposed to go to the Seahawks, but we'll see about that. I don't know if the Seahawks want to upset the chemistry there. I also I don't like the potential of A.B. going to the Seahawks because it's a very crowded wide receiver cord. So we would see a decrease in production from D.K. and Tyler Walker. Yeah, I'd love if A.B. would go back to the Patriots, but I almost 100% guarantee he's not going to go back because we desperately need a wide receiver, and he is a great wide receiver, but I doubt he'll ever come back to the Patriots. Uh, yeah, Des Bryant is going to be signed to the practice squad. Maybe if he can withstand the practice, we could uh, see him on the field, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, also, there was a trade today. I think it was like Nguakwe from oh, the, the yeah, Vikings so... that traded to the, to the Ravens. Yeah, it was Yannick Ngakwe for a third and maybe a fifth, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it was a second rounder. I'm not really sure. It was, it was, it was a couple picks, and um, I really like that Ravens defense with Calais Campbell, Ngakwe, 
Marcus Peters, and you can't forget about Marlon Humphreys. So that's that's a pretty good defense out there, even with losing Earl Thomas. Yeah, it shows the Ravens are all in for this season, and I think the Vikings might be tanking after their slow start. I don't really see them making the playoffs. Or I could see like them that. trading Cousins if they can find a suitor, but I don't see – I mean, let's think about it. I don't see anyone who would really want to trade for Cousins. I mean, the Red – I wouldn't be surprised if the football team made a play at Cousins, but it would I, it would be pretty uh pretty weird. Yeah, the trade deadline is coming up, right? When is that? I think it's uh I think it's either the second or the third. I'm not really sure. Yeah, so we'll definitely be seeing some more action in the coming week here. I I assume the Patriots will make a move. I hope they do. Well, we will see. I assume the Haskins move will probably happen during the trade deadline. Who knows? He definitely is going to go somewhere, though. He has to. Well, what I've heard is so – I've heard a lot of conflicting reports. I've heard that a lot of teams called called the football team about him. I've also heard that no teams called the football team about him. So, I'm, a little, I'm pretty – I'm interested as a fan to see what happens there. I would like to see Haskins back out on the field eventually just because I still think there's something left for him. I mean, I've been pretty pessimistic the last few weeks about him, but – yeah, you you're not you don't you're not a first round pick for nothing. So there's got to be something there, but may, maybe the Steelers go make a play for him. I don't know. Yeah, he's similar to Big Ben. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I'm just very intrigued by all these trades that are definitely going to happen. I'm really curious about who Antonio Brown's going to sign with and Des Bryant. We'll see if he ever sees the field again. Who knows? Who knows? All right, fantasy football. Nothing really to talk about fantasy football since waiver wires were on Tuesday. But if you can still pick up, like, Antonio Brown in your league or uh, – I'm not, not not necessarily Des Bryant, but Antonio Brown is a big pickup. Or maybe Slayton because he's coming off the IR. And I know a lot of people drop Slayton. But, yeah, no, no Shepard. It's Sterling Shepard's coming off the IR. So yeah, I would definitely up. think about if you have Swift, maybe trade him. After a two touchdown game, I don't think that's really repeatable. So, if yeah, you have maybe trade them high. high. Maybe even think about trading Kenyon Drake high. I'm not really sure. I don't think anyone wants Kenyon Drake. He sucks. So, those are some weird, like those are some interesting situations that you got. That is very true. Um, also, if you're if you're good enough, you'll be able to trade for Ronald Jones and make a big play on him and really uh, dominate your league. All right, continuing on, we've got the weekly picks for this week. We can start off with the game tonight going on during the presidential debate, which I don't think I'll be watching this time. I think I'll be watching football. It is the Eagles versus the Giants. Who do you have in this one? Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the Giants took the dub. Uh, I just think Carson Wentz is better than Daniel Jones, and in a in a divisional matchup, I'll, I would take the Eagles. I think they'll get up for this game. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Eagles. I think Fulgham has a breakout game, 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. I really think he's had a touchdown the last three games. He's one of the only players on the Eagles that isn't injured right now. So he's clearly the number one go-to target. The Giants have a decent secondary, so we'll see how that works out. But I know the Eagles will be throwing the ball a lot, and I know he'll be getting a lot of catches. So we'll see what happens there. Next game, Panthers-Saints, a divisional matchup. Who do you have in this one? Uh, Teddy Two Gloves in his return to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but I'm going to take the Saints. I just think, regardless if Michael Thomas plays or not, I still think the Saints win. They have a better defense, and they have a better offense. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Saints here, uh, just purely on the matchup. No McCaffrey. He will be back on Thursday, 
according to reports, but no McCaffrey for this game. And I just Teddy Bridgewater has been playing okay, but it's not like he was playing with the Saints. I think it's the limited weapons and not as good of a team. So I think that the Saints will take this one home. Um, the next game we really don't have to talk about just Bills Jets. I'm gonna say one word. And it's Bills. Yeah, I'm just not gonna say anything. Yeah, it's gonna be Adam Gay should get fired, but I don't know why we still have the job. We'll see if he gets fired. That'd be funny. Browns versus Bengals. Um, this is gonna be an interesting game. I think that. The Browns will probably win it, but I think the Bengals will definitely keep it close. I think that – well, last time they played Burrow through like 61 times, but I think the Bengals will definitely keep it close like they did last night. I agree with that. I think if you're if you're the Bengals, you have to work the ball to Joe Mixon a little bit more, get him on some screens. I know your offensive line isn't very good, but you got to figure out how to get the ball into your skill players' hands. So T. Higgins and A.J. Green, just do – if you're the offensive coordinator, you got to do whatever you can to get the ball in your guys' hands. Um, but I would, I would expect for Joe Burrow to play really well. Um, on the Brown side, Kareem Hunt, I think he's going to have a really good game, and I feel like Baker can definitely bounce back. Yeah, I think T. Higgins will also have a good game. I think he's really been playing well, and his targets have only increased in so his yards. So I think as the season goes on. He'll become Joe Burrow's favorite target. But we did see A.J. Green get back on track last week with a pretty decent game himself. So we'll see if that continues. Next game, Cowboys at Washington. Um, See, I was going to pick Washington, but I'm going to roll with the Red Rifle and the Cowboys just because they have better offensive weapons. And maybe that defense finally steps it up this week. Who knows? Yeah, I, I agree. I would probably go with the Cowboys. But as a Washington fan, I wouldn't – I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised. Washington pulls it off because I think Ron Rivera is a better coach than Mike McCarthy. And the offensive line for the Cowboys is not very good this year. They have had injuries. And you look at this defensive line, even though Matt Ioannidis is out again since he's on IR, I would I still think that this defensive line is really good. And I would expect Montez Sweat to have a really good game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys offense line is awful, and I think that's why Zeke's production and all that stuff is going down. Maybe he was just the product of a good line. We'll figure that out later. Packers versus Texans here. I definitely think this game is closer than people will expect, but I'm going to have to roll with the Packers. Yeah, I feel like the Texans, the Texans defense just is just not good, and I think Aaron Rodgers can pick this defense apart, especially with Devontae Adams. This is I think Devontae will have a really good game. And if they work it to Aaron Jones a little bit, they'll be able to have a really good balance between the passing attack and the rushing attack. And I think the defense for the Texans will not be able to handle it. Yeah. Um, Continuing on, we got Lions-Falcons here. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Lions. I think that DeAndre Swift doesn't have as good of a game as he did last week, but I still think he has a decent game. And the Falcons defense that is just completely awful. So I'm gonna have to roll with the Lions here. Yeah, this this one's gonna be a shootout. I'm gonna go with the Falcons, and here's why. I think that who you saw Julio Jones get back on track last week, and I think that they're gonna keep feeding Julio, and then Calvin Ridley, who's just a perfect combination with Julio, is just gonna continue to feast. And I think that Matt Ryan's gonna have a good game, and I I do think that this team can rally. All right, I think the Falcons can rally. Yeah, I also think that Gurley rushes for about 400 yards and five touchdowns, so we'll see if that happens. 
Also, well, purely for fantasy implications. All right. Next, we got the Steelers versus Titans. I think this is the marquee matchup of the week. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Steelers just because they have a better defense. I think the offenses are pretty similar where the Steelers have a better wide receiver core and the Titans have a better running offense. But the offenses are pretty similar. like They're pretty much equal, but the Steelers definitely have a better defense. Yeah, this is the this is the game of week from a couple weeks ago, and now it's been pushed to this game to this week. Uh, I definitely take the Steelers purely off of the defense. I know that their linebacker, I believe, what who was it, Devin White? I think it was Devin White that towards ACL. Um, so that's not good, but I still think with Minka and TJ Watt, and then Joe Hayden at the corner, I, I think that this this Steelers defense is going to be able to stop Tannehill. Yeah, it was Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Devin Bush, that's what it was. All right, continuing on, we have the Seahawks versus Cardinals here. I definitely think this game is going to be close. Uh, I could see it going either way just because how bad the Seahawks defense is. Jamal Adams might be back this week. Not 100% sure, but I'm going to have to roll the Seahawks. I think we have another shootout in this one. I'm not going to take the upset with the Cardinals, but I'll take – I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyler Murray puts on a show just because the Seahawks defense, like you said, is not very good. But Russell Wilson's going to have another godly week. I mean, he is clearly the MVP right now. And, you know, the Seahawks, could they be 6-0? and Let's see how they – let's see if they keep this going. Yeah, I agree. Next game, Chiefs-Broncos. Also, I think it might be closer than people expect. The Broncos have a sneaky good defense. Even with some injuries, I'm going to have to roll the Chiefs, though. I'm going to go Chiefs by 10. I think, like you said, it's going to be closer than we think, but I think the Chiefs pull away in the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. Continuing on, we have Jaguars Chargers. I think this is a clear Chargers win. I think Justin Herbert has his best game of the season. It's a very weak Jaguars defense. I think that the Chargers win by double digits, maybe triple digits. Yeah. The Chargers are very good. Um, Justin Herbert is is really he's really coming into his own, and he's probably going to have another breakout game. So yeah, I'll take the Chargers. Yeah. Next game, not Patriots. Um, purely because I'm a Patriots fan, I'm going to pick the Patriots. But I don't know if they're going to win. I think it could go either way. It really depends on how Jimmy G plays. I'm going to go with the Patriots, just off of pure fandom. Yeah. So the question of this game is, can the Patriots stop George Kittle? Their defense no. has been decent this year. It's The Patriots defense has been – it's improved, but I don't know if they'll be able to stop Kittle just because the, the way that Shanahan gives the ball to Kittle, you know. He gives them off screens, regular um, regular routes, and sometimes you even hand the ball off to Kittle. So it's some interesting ways. But I think that Cam will have another will have a bounce back week, and so I'm gonna go with the 49ers. But I do think that it's gonna be a close game. Yeah, Kittle's more like a 250 pound wide receiver, so he's pretty much he's pretty much unstoppable. He's clearly the best tight end in the league. So okay, and then we got the Sunday night matchup: Bucks versus Raiders. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bucks here. I think that after a dominating victory. Over the over the Packers that they win this game, but I definitely think it's closer than people think. I think Ronald Jones carries them with a couple with a hundred yards rushing, maybe a couple catches and a touchdown. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Bucks are definitely going to ride their momentum from last week, and I'll I'll take the Bucks 
the Raiders, though, if you if the if the Raiders can figure out how to get past this strong D line of the Bucks with Josh Jacobs, I think that the Raiders can make the game close. But Tom Brady is better than Derek Carr, so I'm taking the Buccaneers. Also, look for a bounce back game for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I think that is definitely in the books for this week. Um, the final game of the week: Monday Night Football. The Bears versus the Rams. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams just because the Bears suck. Hmm. Uh, I'm, you know what? You know what? I'm going to take the Bears, and here's why. Nick Foles is a clutch. He's a big-time player. Khalil Mack is another big-time player. I know that Aaron Donald is a beast, but I still think that this Bears team is really rallying around Nick Foles, and I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Bears. You know, the, the Rams have had a couple games this year where they've haven't played they haven't been there themselves last week was a prime example of that against the against the 49ers and i'm gonna i'm gonna take the bears in this one interesting uh, i'm gonna pick the rams just because i think they have a better defense and i think the defenses are close but i think the rams have a better defense and i think the quarterbacks are pretty even it's just gonna be like a close game i think it's gonna be pretty close but i think i give the rams the edge there, and that, are, that is all the games here for week seven of the NFL. And now we've got the top ten teams. We'll let Zoo go first here. All right, let me pull up the list. All right, here we go. Number ten, the Bears. I just talked about them. Their defense, they have a stout defense. Khalil Mack is a star, and Nick Foles is really rallying this team. Number nine, Buccaneers. They they got a big win against the Packers last week. Uh, I'm not I'm not quite ready to put them much higher yet, but the Buccaneers definitely inside that top ten. Number eight, the Saints didn't play last week. Michael Thomas coming back hopefully, but even if they don't, they still have Emmanuel Sanders and Alvin Kamara, so that offense is still potent. Uh, the Ravens number seven, Lamar's Lamar has put up pretty pedestrian passing stats and. I know, obviously, his rushing stats are always going to be there, but I'm going to put the Ravens at seven. Uh, Steelers definitely ahead of the Ravens, so I had to put them at six. I think that their defense is obviously probably the best in the league, and their offense has really skyrocketed since Claypool's emergence. At number five, I have the I have the Bills because I had to drop them back a little bit because they did lose those two games, but. I still think that they should be inside the top five because of what a good start they did have and how well Josh Allen has been playing up to this point. Number four, the Titans. Uh, Like I said earlier, I'm riding this Titans wave, and I'm going to ride Derrick Henry like the Titans ride Derrick Henry's back all the way to the postseason, and I think that they're going to be a very good team this year. At number three, the Packers. They fell back a little bit in my rankings from last week because they lost to the Buccaneers. And they had a really bad game, but I think they'll be able to bounce back. And I can't put them ahead of the Seahawks or the Chiefs. Number two, I have the Seahawks. They didn't play last week, and the Packers lost. So I had to move them up one because last week I have them at three. And then in the top spot, the Chiefs, big win over the Bills, and they're number one. They're the best team in football. All right, pretty decent list. Let's jump into mine. We've got... Number 10, I got the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to ride this wave of young roster with D-Hop. I like, I like Kenyon Drake's bounce back game. I don't think he'll be able to repeat that. But I really like Kyler Murray. 
And we're going to see where this offense goes and see how they play in Seattle in the, in the upcoming week here. At number nine, I got the Chicago Bears, 5-1. and one. We're going to put some respect on their name. They've been kind of slept on all season. They did beat the Buccaneers, but I still have them at number nine. Uh, number eight, I've got the Green Bay Packers. Um, despite their 4-0 start, I think that 38-10 loss really puts a damper on it. It really shows that I don't know if their competition has been weak or, I mean, I don't know. They just really got dismantled. And let's see if they can have a bounce-back game next week. Number seven, I have the Buccaneers. A dominating victory over the Packers, and that's the only reason why they're above them. Four and two, and I think they'll be five and two after this week. Uh, number six, I got the – I got the – who had a number six? I have the Titans at number six. Five and oh. Uh, they're doing pretty good. Was, that game was just too close against the Texans to move them any higher than that. Number five, I got the Buffalo Bills. They're mm, number, no, okay. Number number six out of the Bills. Five out of the Titans. Bills under the Titans because they got destroyed by them, and Titans ahead because of that great run offense and that great and that great quarterback play. Uh, number four, I have the Baltimore Ravens. They're five and one. I still need to see more from Lamar. He has not thrown for over two hundred yards this whole season. Hopefully, after the bye week, they can get that figured out. Uh, number three, I have the Chiefs. A nice victory over Buffalo. It really got to see their run game, and with Le'Veon and Clyde, I think that backfield is really going to be hard to stop. So I don't, the Chiefs are a real nightmare going forward. Number two, I have the Steelers. Five and zero. Oh, amazing defense. Slowly emerging offense that is definitely, I think, top 10 or top five in the league. So that's why they're number two. And number one, I have the Seattle Seahawks coming off a bye, 5-0. and And they get to play Arizona this week, which I think will be a fun game. All right, that's definitely a respectable list. Yeah, I think people sleep on the Cardinals. So we'll see how they fare this week against the, against the Seahawks. I think that will be interesting. I think if the Patriots win this week, they might climb back into the number one spot. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's it from the Zoo and Goo podcast, a special Thursday edition. See you later. All right, adios. Peace. <laughs>